This is Danny Cullip, and you're listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. podcast my name is Matt Boisclair and my mind is completely numb from boredom after sitting through that utter bore fest at the valley a win would have put us within a point of automatic promotion places but our players forgot to bother turning up it's this sort of toothless performance that really does make me wonder if we have what it takes to mount a serious challenge for the top over it are our youth team prodigy Will Oakley and Eastbourne's king of innuendo Matt Dom so let's crack on and get this over and done with Fulham all right, lads, so we found out before the game that Anthony Knockhart's injured for a few weeks. He was the only absentee from the side that disposed of Borough on Friday night and Harry Arter came in for him. Um, Will, do you want to talk me through how that formation worked? How did we line up? Because I couldn't really work it out, if I'm quite honest with you. It seemed quite complicated. Well, Knockhart was obviously a big loss because he was playing well at, on the on the right side with Cav on the other side, but it, with McDonald holding, the rest of the midfield was just a bit all over the place. I don't really know what was going on because Arta was pushing forward and playing left wing at times and Kenny was playing Cam left wing. It, they The rest of the midfield, apart from McDonald, seemed to just be playing wherever they want, to be honest. Um, yeah, and at one point, Harry Arsenal was chasing back um, to, to defend as well. He, he was just all over the place tonight, and I don't really know where he was supposed to be playing. Um, the official website had Tom Kearney down as playing as uh, left forward instead of knockout. But I think, in actual fact, that was probably Onoma at times. Onoma and Cavalera seemed to be interchanging. Not exactly who was playing where. Did, have you got any insight on this, Matt? Uh, <laughs> it was just sort of Kevin McDonald stay in the middle, everyone else just do whatever you want. I think, I mean, Art was running all over the place, but I'm not sure all of it was entirely intentional. He just, I think, his kind of his legs were moving quicker than his head sometimes, and he was just right wing, left wing, chasing back. He won a few tackles, he, he played all right to be fair to him, but there was no, there's no real sense of purpose from the midfield at all. Um, Charlton set, sort of sat back with 10, even 11 behind the ball most of the time. And we had we had no answer to it. So they got what they what they came for. And, um, you know, if anything, they might think that was a mischance to to beat a, a team uh, near the top of the league because, you know, I, th- I think uh, they had more chance than we did, really. Just for the fact yeah, that they, they, had, they had pace on the break and, and, and threatened us a few yeah. times and we weren't, we weren't going to score in another 90 minutes, I don't think. No, I think you're right. We just created absolutely sod all in the second half. Um, you mentioned Harry Arter there. Will, how did you think Harry Arter did? It, it was his first start since October. There was, a, um, I, I think, some sort of um, difference of opinion in our in our WhatsApp groups. And I, I, I thought he did OK for, uh, for what he was there for, whereas other people thought he was making too many mistakes. How did you think he did? Yeah, I, d- I don't think he was terrible, but he... He wasn't great. And I think when Knockhart's fully fit or if Kamara comes back, I think 
Onoma, Stefan and McDonald should be the midfield. I know we might go on to this, but Kenny had a dreadful performance again, showed no passion whatsoever. And he just looked like he didn't want to be there, to be honest. Definitely wasn't the captain's performance. But yeah, we'll talk about Tom Kenny a little bit later on. I want to talk about the start of the game, though, because the first 20 minutes or so, the game threatened to burst into life. It was end-to-end. Charlton had a couple of early corners. Um, We got behind their defence a couple of times. Cavalero hit the the side netting, which was a cross, I think. Um, Onoma got a corner after some good work on the left. We then had a series of corners that that came to absolutely nothing. Um, I thought we looked very comfortable defensively, though. What what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think we did. Um, A bit uh, kind of... Their pace was a bit dangerous. I can't remember the, the name of their player, but there was one who was sort of playing right wing in the first half who just kept breaking through. Um, and there was one time I think Reem put in a really good block to to keep him out. Uh, we we Yeah, we looked comfortable, but there was very little threat, really. I think I think it was as much as that. If, if they had really had gone for it, they might have got more out of it. Um, but that's been the story of our season, though, having, having little threat. We, we should be having much more threat for the possession that yeah. we have and for the, the flair players that we do have. But we, for some reason, we just don't. And perhaps before Hector joined, this might have been a 1-0 defeat, but it, that is our third clean sheet in a row. So that is one positive to come out of tonight. Defensively, we look much better. Yeah, we do. I think um, Hector is a is a huge signing for us. And we, we've, we've talked about it before. Um, he look. He really looks a part of this level. He's good. He's good with the ball, and he's good in the air, and he's strong, and he's composed. He's everything we we've been asking for, really. Um, but you know, it's just a shame that the, the players at the other end aren't doing their job at, at the time. Yeah. We 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 really missed Mitro, didn't we today? I think I think a striker in the box who might have had a sniff of goal and scored was might have won it for us. Um, but, you know, in the end, well, I was I was talking it. to J Mac um, before the the last podcast, which which he did, um, and we were talking about what to what we were get, what what you know the topics were going to be for that for that podcast. And one of the things I I wanted to get across was that we we did look at more of a more of their side without Mitrovic in the side, and I did wonder whether Mitro had had been holding us back a little bit. His presence in the side um, just gives us less flair, but. I think tonight was was the answer to that. That's just absolute nonsense because Mitro wasn't there tonight. We had all those flair players. All right, Knockout was injured, but we had enough players in that team without um, a player holding the ball up uh, as a central focal point. We had enough players to create space and make those runs, and we just looked absolute shit. What what do you think, Will? Yeah, Mitrovic is an out-and-out goal scorer, and that is what we lacked today. There was so many chances where we should have just pushed into the box and he would have been there. But the problem is, like you're saying with the flair players, they run around the box and then they do nothing with it. It always ends up back back down our end. And, you know, it's good holding the ball for, for you know, a good amount of time, but get holding it enough to keep it at nil-nil isn't good enough against Charlton. Well, let's, let's talk about Kearney then, because... I think he's been a passenger for a lot of this season. He started off quite well with a couple of uh, worldies, um, but he's the captain of this side. This side is pushing for promotion. A win tonight would have taken us a point away from the top two, and he's prancing about. He didn't get stuck in. I forgot he was even playing. This is the game when somebody like him, uh, sorry, this is the time of the season when somebody like him really needs to step up, and he isn't. And for me, he might as well not be playing. 
if he's going to put, if he's going to perform like that, then get him out the side as far as I'm concerned because he's a waste of space. Matt, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I mean, the start of the season after he signed that new deal, um, got a few really good goals early on, and it, it looked like it was going to be his season. You know, he'd grab it by scruff the neck and think, "I've I've done my time in this league. I'm just going to." you know, single-handedly pretty much him and Mitro get us back up. But um, since then, this has been an absolute passenger. Today, his first touch was nowhere to be seen. The amount of times it just hit his foot and bounced off and his passes were wayward and his passes weren't even sort of threatening attacking passes. His, his sideways passes were going out of play and that one near the end was just, I think, where we all had enough of it. Um, we just put it out of touch and just... He got hauled off, um, rightly so, but it probably should have been yeah. earlier. Um, he's he's this, supposed to be the player in, in a game like this where it's tight and they're, they're compressed around their box. He's supposed to be the sort of player who can unlock it, but he hasn't done that for us all season, yeah. really. He scored a few goals, fine, but we need we need him to be creating chances and nothing, nothing from him today at all. But the two yeah. the two seasons where we got to the got to the playoffs when we lost to Reading and then when we obviously when we got promoted at Wembley he was probably one of the if not the best players uh, in the division. What's happened, Will? What's happened to him? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say when Kearney usually has a, a bad game, it's the fact that he doesn't create many chances. But at least he has a good pass accuracy. Today, his passes were just all over the place, going out for throw-ins, too heavy, too light, getting intercepted. His his passing was dreadful. He showed no attacking qualities whatsoever. I don't think he created a chance, if if not he created one at most. It He just didn't play well and he wasn't helping the team in any way. Is it the fact that players aren't making runs off the ball to give him anything to aim at? Are we being a little bit harsh on Kearney or um, are the players looking to the captain to inspire them? Either yeah, them. I think, yeah, yeah, I think they're looking at him and, and you, there definitely should have been more runs from Bobby and Cav. But he, he was, as soon as he got the ball, he lost it. Like that, watching your captain and supposedly without Mitrovic, your best player on the pitch, do that. How's anyone else going to have any hope? Yeah, well, you mentioned Bobby Reid there as well. I thought he was a complete waste of space tonight as well. An absolute passenger again. Um, I, I can't see how he scores so many goals for Bristol City. I think our fans have been really patient with him, but this is a time now when Mitro's injured for him to show his medal in front of goal and he's, he's nowhere to be seen. Kenny was messaging tonight saying that he's got no no power in any of his shots. There was a there was a moment in the second half where there was a mistake and he kind of latched onto it, but he, he never really fancied him to, to get his toe on it and go around the defender. He just wasn't committed enough. What did you make of Bobby Reid, Matt? Yeah, it's a tough one. It, his last two games has, have been far from his best, really. Um, hmm. he, he he runs a lot. And I, I think when he, when he comes on from the bench, he seems to have more of an impact because... He, he's running at defenses and he's terrifying them. And, and when he's, you know, when he's running at pace, he, he is hard to play against. But when he's being asked to kind of lead the line, if you like, he he's dropping deep and then he's got players around him. And that that's not his game. I think for Bristol City, his goals really were running onto it behind the defense. That's that's where he's where he's at his best. But without Mitro, there was no one to hold up the ball, and that's that was kind of his job, kind of Cavs' job. Um, they're both not really. I mean, it's not really their game. 
um and and as such we sort of just lacked ideas up front and I don't know I like I like Bobby a lot and um I think he's just being asked to do do a job that's not really what we signed him for um you know it's just it's just it's bad that AK is out at the same time as Mitro really because I think AK and Bobby could could potentially create something with um with a combination of pace and power but yeah it's not working out for him um and, uh, yeah, You're I right. We about, we, yeah. we are struggling with injuries at the moment. You're right. We've got Kamara missing. We've got Harrison Reed missing. We've got Knockart missing. We've got Mitrovic missing. They uh, are arguably uh, all of them, maybe not AK so much, but all first team players, all um, all starters, and all a massive loss. And okay, yeah, AK is good to have on the bench sometimes when when you want to mix mix up a little bit. But that um, we can't we can't just blame injuries because there was enough in that in that team tonight to beat Charlton and we just didn't turn up. And maybe we're being a little bit harsh because it's a nil-nil result away from home. And maybe if we have that result on the first day of the season or something, then it's not the end of the world. But given the circumstances we find ourselves in at the moment, having clawed ourselves back in and the top two who keep losing and dropping points all the time, the door's wide open for us and we just miss the opportunity and it's just bloody frustrating. Yeah, and, and the thing is, if Brentford win tomorrow we drop down to fifth and within today, if we win, we're one point off Leeds and West Brom if results go our way when they play. But now we could be dropping down to fifth just like that. And it's, this is why you're saying at this point of the season, it's where you have to be getting results. It's the most important yeah. point when, when you're pushing for that top two, when they start to die out. But we're just not, yeah. we're just not doing that. I guess we are only three points off the top two. It's only three points, so it's not it's not the end of the world, but you know it, it is a missed opportunity. I, I think something that's going in our favour is that there's a lot of teams still in this hunt. Um, so it's kind of teams are going to be picking up points against other teams around them, and the quality is really poor. Uh, we're included in that. There's no team, even when West Brom were kind of running away with the league at the point at at, at one point, you still thought they're not really. They were getting lucky with a lot of wins, and they're not. They weren't blowing, you know, destroying any teams on the pitch. Um, and there's no team really that's doing that. So all the while, that's the case. I think it just takes a couple of wins, and we'll be we'll be back up there. But but yeah, it's a huge missed opportunity. Um, and we've got was... the potential to be doing that. We've got the potential to be that side to do that yeah. to, you know, get ourselves really and really put pressure on those top two. Yeah, and, and after the weekend, pull, our, pull ourselves away from them as well. After the weekend, that's I don't know how they didn't come out with with a with a firework up their ass. I don't know what. Yeah. After seeing you know, winning your game on the Friday night, seeing both the top two lose, and then all of a sudden you, mm. you're in with a chance of being a point behind. Why did they mm. turn up the way they did? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. Last weekend could not have gone any better for us, could it? Will with the results, no. everything just went in our favour. Yeah, exactly, and. It's not that we came out and made mistakes with with a bad, unlucky performance. We didn't play well at all. And it was the fact that it was a lack of passion, knowing that we could have capitalised on mistakes that happened on the weekend and that could possibly happen in you know the next lot of fixtures. We, we just didn't try. It literally looked like we came on that pitch and just didn't want to win. It was, it, we just showed no effort. Scott Parker must have had him fired up, though, because 
you know, Charlton were giving him all sorts of abuse at the cottage earlier in the season. Um, one greedy bastard and all that. And again tonight as well, he's not a popular figure at the Valley anymore for leaving to go to Chelsea. And, you know, he must have really deep down wanted to go there and really stick one up him and, and you know, and, and beat them. And so he, he must have, he must have had some passion in his team tour, but whatever he did say, clearly didn't rub off on the players. Anyway, let, let's move on. Um, second half, five minutes after half time, we get a corner. It's whipped in. Michael Hector, unmarked at the back post, looked dead set to score. He's put it over the bar. I was cheering. I thought it was, as soon as that was landed on his head, I was up thinking, this goal, but rubbish. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you want as a, as a centre back in your third or fourth start for your new club? A free header at the far post to, you know, really cement your excellent start that you've had but I, I don't know how he managed to put it wide it, it was like he he turned his head to actually put it wide rather than just you know keep it keep it steady and he was in so much space it was, it was a terrible miss but it, it's kind of harsh to uh, dig him out because he's been brilliant at the other end has barely made a mistake and all of a sudden we're now expecting him to go out the other end and win it as well it, it's just not good enough from the attacking players and um yeah, I mean, should have scored, but I'm not gonna not gonna blame him for the for not getting the win at all. We were talking about who the last centre back was to uh, to score for Fulham, and I I couldn't remember, but I think it must have been Dennis Adoy against Derby in the playoff semi final. I can't remember anybody scoring since then. It's got to be him. Ridiculous. Yeah, That's nearly two years ago. Yeah, I know. It's, but again, it's, it's unfair. Defenders aren't expected to score goals. But and and like Matt says, Hector's done so well at the back in the last three games, and then to expect him to go up and win it, it it's not. It's it's joint, isn't it? it? And it's the it's the attackers really that they had so much more chances than just that one header that they should have taken. It's hard to blame it just on one person. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm not in any way blaming Hector. Uh, I guess, I guess my point is that a, a team that's fighting seriously fighting for promotion would be spreading the goals out and throughout the team. You wouldn't just be relying on your knockouts, Mitros, Cavaleros, Kearneys. You'd expect. Um, I mean, all the promotion teams we've had in the past, the goals have been have been quite, you know, widely shared out. And this season, we are very reliant on just our on our front players to do that. And maybe that's just because of the way we play. But it would be nice to it would be nice if everybody could start helping out a little bit more. So when when the uh, when the strikers are misfiring, then you know we, we do have another option. But Hector's height is can only can only be a good thing in the box. All right. Um, so in terms of the substitutions, then Cyrus Christie came on for Harriata with about eighteen minutes to go. Four minutes later. Steph Joe came on for Kearney. Um, I, I don't really remember seeing Steph Joe do an awful lot, but it was difficult circumstances for him to come into the game, I think. He's, he's not the most creative of players. He just shores things up. Were, were there any surprises about those substitutions, Will? Um, I think Kearney should have come off earlier because, again, like I've said already, he just wasn't putting in any effort. And... Johansson didn't do a lot when he came on, but like you say, it's difficult circumstances. At least he did a bit of running. It's more than for what Kearney can say because he, I, honestly, he just hardly moved. And if he keeps his place or in next game, then 
it's quite harsh on the other midfielders who could actually try and put in a better performance than what Kenny did today. There's a, there's a particular moment, actually, which I probably should have brought up earlier when we were talking about Kearney, but it's, it's just come to my mind now when um, the ball was up in the air in the Charlton box. And I, I don't know if Cavalero won it and, Ke- and Kearney was stood, you know, a few yards away. Um, and he kind of watched the ball. And when, when Cavalero did win it, it was then that he kind of thought, oh, I better go for that and sprung into life. Um, and there was no mm-hmm. anticipation from him. It's almost like his mind was somewhere else tonight. And like you say, if if he's going to play like that, then he, he might as well not be in the side. Um, I can't really think of an awful lot else that happened in this game. I was I was really, really bored, if I'm honest with you. Have you guys got anything else that you can think of that you want to discuss? Any particular players you want to call out for good or particularly poor performances? No, just want to say uh, it was good to see Jay Stansfield get on. Um three minutes or however long it was it was on the pitch uh it should have been earlier if i mean what what sort of impact are any of those subs really supposed to make with less than 20 minutes to play um it, it's one of one of parker's problems i think is his subs are far too late but you know i think we were we were screaming out for a, for a proper striker in that in that game jay stanfield comes on is a striker don't know what what his what his standard is in this league but we're not going to find out with five minutes to go so hopefully we we see a bit more of him in the next few games while Mitro's out. Yeah, the problem is at the moment with the injuries, we don't really have uh, a great deal of option with regards to impact substitutes, do we, Will? It's just like, well, you can bring on Steph or you could bring on, um, I don't know, whoever else you've got on the bench. Uh, but there's no there's no Kamara, there's no there's no knockout, there's no nobody with any pace who can who can perhaps um go and win the game for you. And you rely yeah. on a, a young kid in, in, in Stansfield. Maybe he'll come good, maybe he won't. But, you know, you, you, you certainly can't put any pressure on him to, to go ahead and win you the game. Yeah, that's the problem. It, we don't have much impact subs. We have starters that, that should be playing from the, from the beginning. Like, Stefan would have been great to start that game. But as a sub with less than 20 minutes to go, and Christie as well. What are they going to do from the bench? They mm. they can't offer anything from the bench. They they're great to start, like we saw with Johansson in the playoffs, see in the promotion season, and like we've seen Christie so far this season. The only good thing I'd say about bringing Christie on was Brian got to push forward, and that he's a player who was actually all right today. Um, but I thought everyone else, yeah, they're not going to do anything from the bench with that short time to go. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I've written down here man of the match, but I feel like um, there wasn't really anybody that deserves that accolade. But if you were to give man of the match to anybody, Will, who would you give it to? Mm. Given that we basically just ripped most of the players apart. <laughs> maybe maybe a doy actually, or Brian. Yeah. I, I don't really think they did too much wrong today. I can't think of them making any individual errors, but I can't think of them doing anything great, but neither can I from anyone yeah. in the team. So one of them too. I'll uh, go yeah. Doy. Okay, no, fair. okay, fair enough. I think for me, our most effective attacking player was Cavalero. We tried that free kick again, didn't we, where he's kind of run past the ball and, the, oh, what's going on here? Then quickly whips it in. And, you know, one of these days we're going to score from that. Um, I thought he was our, our most attacking, um, our best attacking threat. And again, Michael Hector at the back, just because 
I'm confident when he's at the back that, you know, he's not going to make any rash decisions and it's good to have somebody stable there. Um, what about you, Matt? Any particular candidates for man of the match? <laughs> Too many, so many to choose from. Uh, we, we did score yeah. in that free kick, didn't we, uh, on Friday? But um, yeah, it was just, just ruled out for a really, really tight yeah, side. Um, but it's a good one. It's, it's nice to see that we I actually... Think, but we did against the Leeds as well, didn't we? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We scored, and Mitrovic was offside for that one as well. So we're getting, we're getting close. Getting there. Um, But for man of the match, I think I'd probably just, uh, I think K Mac edges it for me. He didn't make, didn't do anything wrong. I think we just look so much better defensively when he's playing. Much like Hector's improved us, I think having having K Mac just there holding in front of the defense um, just is a a good barrier. And we, we, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that since he's been back in the team, we've stop conceding as many goals either who knew who knew that he was going to get back into the team and and start looking like one of our better players again after the the season he's had but fair play to him good all right let's come on to a parker racing then um difficult to know how to play this one i'll come to you first matt out of 10 scott parker for this one um i think about as as low as it can be without being a defeat five perhaps yeah. i think yeah. it can't it can't be any more than that um less mm. than that would be a little bit harsh because we did get a point and we did mm. create enough chances i think that we could have won it um but his his lineup with the midfield didn't really know what was going on and his subs that were making no impact on the game whatsoever and far too late um i, I can't give him more than a five Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. I think I think I'd go uh, for six similar reasons, but just complete lack of inspiration. So six out of ten for me. What about you, Will? Yeah, I think I have to go with five because again, you can't really go any lower. We got a point and another clean sheet, but yeah. and with the squad he has, with the players he has, that like we've said, there's a lack of impact subs, and it's hard to get a lineup with our key player missing. But I feel he could have definitely done better with the squad that he chose, or at least you know a, t- a better team talk. Obviously, we don't know what's been said, but something didn't go into them players' heads to get us the win today, and mm. it, it didn't work. Yeah, it's a li- little enough. bit of a worry for me, anyway. That I, I don't like a, a manager to be you know a Tony Poulis kind of screaming and shouting from the sidelines. But it's a little bit of a concern that he doesn't seem to get players up for games when they should be this was one like i said earlier this was one that really should have been full pelt from from minute one but it just didn't happen and i I don't know whether that's some of the more passionate players ak and anti knockout was missing mitrovic was missing i don't know if it was that and obviously tom kenny's not really that kind of captain but if it comes from parker then i think i don't know maybe he just needs to fire them up a little bit more and it, it it hasn't happened a lot and I'm wondering if there's a bit of a problem there, but you know, we'll see as the season goes on. I suppose he does love a uh, a little scribbled note of paper, doesn't he, Scott Parker? Sending on a substitute with uh, with a little note. I did it to Bobby Reed the other day, one of the home games. I can't remember which one it was. Stick. Score a yeah. goal. <laughs> Stick ball in goal. Gives it to him, and then he sticks it in his sock. So it's yeah, inspiring. I'd love to know what was on those pieces of paper. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, maybe write something that could work, but obviously, who knows what's written on them, judging by today. 
just imagine what sort of fun we'd have if we had a football team and we were passing round those to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything we wanted. Yeah, poor old ball mate. Never fails to get a mention on the podcast, even when he's not on it. All right, well, we, we've of course we've got we've got a break of league games now, and we've got quite a tedious trip to Man City in the in the FA Cup on Sunday lunchtime. Um, I don't think any of us, after after watching that Charlton game can really be bothered to talk at any length about um, about a trip to Man City in the FA Cup. Um, let's just very briefly discuss it. Can you see us putting out an understrength side for this one? If, if it were me, personally, I'd stick out the kids. Um, I'd rest all the players um, that are likely to play in the next league game, get you know get the squad back up to, to fitness. Might as well write this one off. What do you reckon, Will? Um, yeah, I think that's the best idea, but I think we'll just go for a lineup like we did against Villa, kind of a bit of a mix. Um, some of the players that are usually on the bench every week will go in the starting 11, but it's hard to tell at the minute with the injuries and with the players that don't usually start a starting. I'd like to see Jay Stansfield start, to be honest. Um, mm. I mean, he probably won't be able to do much against Man City, but. It'd be nice for him to see him start an 11 and even if it's against Man City, see him get more than whatever three, four, five minutes it was today. He looked pretty explosive when he came on against Aston Villa, didn't he? He set up a really good opportunity um, quite near the end of that game. Um, I, I think there's a case for him to start. Um, I certainly don't want to risk any of our any of the players that are going to be playing in the league. Imagine if like Cavalero played that game and ended up pulling a hamstring or something and we lost him for a few weeks. It would just be crazy to risk him. Wrap these players up in cotton wool for now. Um, by the way, what happened to Matt O'Reilly? He um he had that um had that sixty minutes against Reading on New Year's Day. Don't think he's been seen since after coming back off. No idea. Yeah, I'd, I... I'd, I'd play him as well if he's fit. I actually thought O'Reilly was really good that game, but it was weird how he came on in the 20th and got subbed off in the 80th. That was all quite strange, but I thought he was great. And it wasn't a good performance, but he stood out to me. But like you say, he hasn't even been on the bench since, I don't think, maybe once. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's not been very... Yeah. I, I wonder if he's... I wonder if he might be off, to be honest, and giving him a few a few games to, might you know encourage us to get more of a fee for him or something, but... Um, it's a shame because I think there is a good player in there, and it's it's a position that we we could do with an extra body as well. I think um, you know our, some of our like if we think of Kevin McDonald in midfield, he's getting he's getting on a bit. Steffi Hansen possibly can't make it at the at Premier League level. We don't know for sure. Um, we, we need some players in there, and yeah, Matt Riley's. I'd like you say I'd start him. I'd start Jay Stansfield. Um, Cavalero definitely don't start. Brian definitely don't start, but it doesn't matter, does it? Maybe for Congolator. Uh, um, yeah. Maybe yeah, for Congolator at Man City. Yeah, be a good shout, I think. Um, just, yeah, give some players yeah. who haven't played much some minutes and rest the ones yeah. who we really, really can't afford to lose at the moment. Um, I said last time, let's play, let's try and win it. And then we got drawn against away to Man City so it's like who cares now it's over isn't it so whether the first team play or the second team play yeah yeah okay well as long as we don't get any injuries then I guess it doesn't really matter that much but I, I personally I wouldn't risk anybody um 
Is there any chance? Let's say, let's say for argument's sake, we do put out a um, a strong uh, a strong Fulham side. Is there any chance whatsoever of of getting a win in this game? Give me a percentage chance you think we've got. Go on, Will. You go first. Oh, um, I'll go with five percent. Don't think. I was thinking five percent as well. To be fair, I don't I don't think we'll get hammered like five or six nil. I think it could be like a three nil or a three one if we're lucky to get a goal. But I don't yeah, I d I don't think we'll win, obviously. But no, I think I think it'll be nice to, to get on TV, um maybe show show the fans of the Premier League that we do still play a nice style of football since going down. But we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, you're right. It's on BBC, isn't it? Yeah, nice yeah. thing for people to fall asleep to on uh, on Sunday after a roast dinner, I'd say. Especially if we play like that tonight. What do you reckon, Matt? A percentage? Six percent. I was going to say five. Six percent. Trying to go with this name one. Yeah, uh, I guess slightly higher. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be very exciting. Um, even if it's four if or five nil, no one wants got... to see that. I don't know, the neutral probably does, just goals, goals, goals on a Sunday afternoon. But like, we've all agreed that like five or six percent chance of getting getting a result away at Man City. So what is the point in playing anything but the kids? You might as well just go and accept your fate and just wrap all the all the main players up in cotton wool. But anyway, yeah. what, what's your score prediction, mate? Uh three nil. I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't I probably won't score, but I'm, we'll probably concede a few, and you know, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I couldn't care less about the FA Cup this season. I, I must admit, after we beat Villa, I thought, oh yeah, we might go on a little run here. That, it might be quite nice to have a run. Um, but as soon as you're drawn away to somebody like Man City, it's, you know, you, you, the enthusiasm is drained out of you quicker than sitting there and watching Fulham draw nil nil at Charlton. So. You know, I'm I'm quite happy to go out this weekend and just get back to get back to the league the following week. All right, lads. Um, anything else before we go? I can't think of anything else that I want to talk about about Man City. We could talk about past uh, encounters with Man City. We did that last season. We could talk about stats with Man City. Man City score a lot of goals. Um, we don't. That's as far as you need to really go into it. Um, anything else you can think of? Not about Man City. I just um, was was it a surprise to anyone else that uh, Anthony Knockout suddenly out for for a month? What, did it, did did we get told about that, or have I just missed? Yeah, it? no. I um I was I saw a few things on Twitter, but I don't okay. think anything was actually released from Parker or from the club. I don't know, especially because he did a um a team press thing today, talking yeah. about who's who's out and who's not. I don't think he said anything about Knockout. I'm not sure. Right. I think we could have we could have done with him today, but uh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, I think that's it then. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, it was uh, it was quite a um, a rush one this evening because um, we're recording just just after the um, just after the game at Charlton. So uh, we'll have another show for you in a few days' time. I expect reviewing the Man City game. In the meantime, as ever, if you like what you've heard, then tell your friends all about us. If you thought it was rubbish, then you're wrong and you should get a second opinion, so tell your friends anyway. Speak to you soon. Cheers.